Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. It is chaos on Capitol Hill as MAGA Republicans are refusing to fund the government. They can't even vote to start the debate on spending packages. There you see it right there. House Republicans lost the rule vote on Pentagon spending again, and then they just left for the week. And get this, Cohen, they didn't even have the formal votes to adjourn, or they didn't have the votes to formally adjourn. Like, just think about that. While Nancy Pelosi as the speaker, we're passing all of these major, major pieces of legislation. McCarthy can't only not secure the debates, the votes to get into a debate, but he can secure the votes to even adjourn. So they have to figure that out. And this comes after Donald Trump wrote the following on his social media platform last night. He gave the order. He put out the mafia hit on yeah. our country. He said the yep. following. A very important deadline is approaching at the end of the month. Republicans in Congress can and must defend all aspects of crooked Joe Biden's weaponized government that refuses to close the border and treats half the country as enemies of the state. This is also the last chance to defund these political prosecutions against me and other patriots. I think he's referring to the Proud Boys and other terrorist organizations. They failed on the debt limit, but they must not fail now. Use the power of the purse and defend the country. And I'll show you this clip. Cohen, and I want to get your thoughts on all of this. This right here is Kevin McCarthy from moments ago. Play the clip, Saul. Frustrating in the sense that I don't understand why anybody votes against bringing the idea and having the debate. And then you got all the amendments if you don't like the bill. This is a whole new concept of individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. It, it doesn't work. A whole new concept, Cohen, of individuals who just want to burn the place down. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't it work. You know what else does it? You know what else doesn't work? Him. That's the whole problem. He doesn't. His problem is that. And Matt Gates called it out. You know, you gotta. You, every now and then, you gotta give good old Matt Gates a little bit of a slap on the back and say, "Shit, you called it right." Now, of course, the way that Matt is going about it is completely. Um, it's insane, to be honest with you. But Matt Gates called it right when he said. It only takes one person to remove McCarthy. So he's on eggshells 24-7. He has to deal with the far-righters like the Matt Gates. He has to deal with the centrists. And then he has to deal with everybody in between. He, he is in a no-win situation. He knows it. And then on top of that, the first time that he does or says something which is contrary to what Donald Trump wants him to say, Trump calls him out. And the next thing you know, you got the entire far right and certain members of the centrist that want McCarthy's head. So there's no way for this guy to win. And he knows it. So, look, when you turn around and you're talking about defunding, uh, you know, the the um, the debt ceiling and Donald calling on using the purse. Let's not forget that Donald Trump three times during his four year presidency had Democratic support, all right, this is important to note, had Democratic support in ensuring that the country was not in a situation that the Republicans are now putting the country in, which is to ultimately force you know, the country to run out of money, to default on its debts, to be reduced and lowered in terms of credit ratings, all of this hurts the American people because the same money that's out there that's borrowed, you now owe more money because the rate of interest that you have to pay as no longer a triple A plus, but now a double A plus, or maybe even soon to be just double A, that costs the U.S. government more money when it needs to borrow or when it does end up borrowing. This is so stupid. I mean, you, you're throwing away money that, I hate to say it, the country just doesn't have. And Kevin McCarthy has no control over the members of his own party. This is a, it is a shit show. This country has never seen a shit show like we are seeing today. I want to remind everybody as well that 
as part of the debt ceiling negotiation, there were certain caps that were placed on spending. So a deal had already been worked out between Republicans and Democrats many months ago. And in fact, in the various committee hearings, there was some bipartisan agreement on spending priorities. However, you then bring in the MAGA Republicans like your Matt Gates, your Marjorie Taylor Greens, and your Lauren Boeberts who start putting in amendments like no money can go to Ukraine. You have to defund special counsel Jack Smith. No money can go to COVID vaccine mandates and other things like that. And then it becomes problematic. One thing I want to mention, while under the Trump administration, they always raised the debt ceiling and didn't hold the country hostage there. Let's not forget that in 2018 and 2019, though, while Trump controlled the White House and disgraced our country and Republicans controlled the Senate and the House, there was a government shutdown for 35 days where Republicans shut themselves down. Democratic Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries points that out today and says, shutdown our in their DNA. Play this clip. 2018 into 19, same thing. They shut the government down for 35 days. By the way, when the government shutdown began, Donald Trump was president. Republicans controlled the House and the Senate in December of 2018. They shut themselves down. That's how much it's in their DNA. That time, what was the extreme ransom note? We want you to waste billions of dollars of taxpayer money to fund Trump's ineffective medieval border wall. Once again, we held firm, refused to pay their ransom note, and we were able to get the government reopened. Why are we going down this road again? We know how it's going to end. We're not paying a ransom note so you can jam your extreme ideology down the throats of the American people and hurt everyday Americans. We never have and we never will. Meanwhile, you have Kevin McCarthy whining that it's hard to pass anything in this place. It's hard to pass. Play this clip. You are that come from the Senate? It's hard to pass everything in this place. We started out in a five-seat majority. I got one member who's now resigned. We got a couple members who are out as well. Anything we do is pretty tough in life. But you know what? This country is too great and too big to give up. And I'm never going to give up on I mean, he's so, how pathetic is this guy? You know, look, you take somebody like Hakeem Jeffries and then compare them to somebody like McCarthy. There is no comparison. And maybe it's simply because Hakeem Jeffries wants to see America succeed. And McCarthy and these Republicans want to burn the country down. Why? I don't know. Maybe they think that somewhere down the line, if Trump comes back, they'll be like the, you know, the folks uh, at the Handmaid's Tale, the commanders, that they'll all be at the top of the food chain. I mean, they're not going to be at the top of any food chain. Rest assured, even if Donald Trump ultimately became, ultimately became the king of the United States. Can you imagine the shit that we're even talking about stuff like this? But even if Donald became the king, he would never have a role for Kevin McCarthy because he looks at McCarthy as the idiot that he is. He was ineffective. Trump is a transactional kind of guy. He only cares about the success. McCarthy has not brought Trump any success. Therefore, Trump will not bring him along. It's just that simple. I mean, you know, who would he bring along? He's going to bring along the Marjorie Toilet Greens, the Lauren Buberts, the, you know, the, uh, you know, the Matt Gaetzes of the world. That's who he's going to, the, the Comers of the world. This is who he thinks are yep. going to be able to support him in everything that he does, you know, and I want to bring up something that we talked about last time, and it's just not getting enough attention. Now, I know that Trump is an idiot. We all know that. We all know that he says things that are stupid and that they are extremely inflammatory. But never in my life, from childhood studying history of the United States to the day I finished law school to today, Never in my life did I ever think that I would hear a former president 
a guy who happens to be right now leading as the candidate for his party in the next upcoming election, talk about the first thing that he would do if, in fact, he becomes president again, is to rewrite the Constitution. Nobody's talking about this. This is what is on his mind. And rewrite the Constitution for what benefit? Well, there's only always one benefit when you're talking about a narcissistic sociopath. And that is to get rid of the three equal branches of government. He wants to get rid of the judiciary and he wants to get rid of the legislative branches and throw all power into the executive branch. Hello, we're talking about putting all the power into the chief executive, i.e. the president himself, and he will do everything through executive order. So he will not have to deal with the Congress. He will not have to deal with the judiciary. He could turn around and say tomorrow, I can do whatever I want. Something he has said before, because the president is the same as a king. These are not my words. I am not being hyperbolic. That's not the point of Midas Touch Network. It's not the point of political beatdown. It's not the point of the brigade. It is to bring you facts on what this lunatic is saying and the dangers that right now America is facing by having somebody like Donald Trump as the as the 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 leader of a of a of one of the two political parties. I mean, this is not normal. And we cannot allow it to to happen. We just can't allow this to continue. Look, with Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans, it's not country first. And it would be very easy if it was country first to do things like raise the debt ceiling and to fund the government. What they are relying on is that the chaos, the turmoil, the pain that will be caused to this country will cause pain to President Biden, who has placed America in a pretty good trajectory. Could it be better? Absolutely. As President Biden says, it's not time to spike the football right now and celebrate. There's a lot of work to be done but he's done a lot of good things and Donald Trump knows that. So looking at this in a very transactional way, what Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans want to be able to say to the American people is, look, we're in a recession. Look at the economic problems we have right now. Look at the chaos. There's only one person who can fix it right now. And that's where a strong man comes into power. And that is what he is trying to do. That that, And then they rely on legacy media to continue to be an utter failure. They rely on Fox and right-wing media to spread their propaganda, Kim Jong-un style um, or Vladimir Putin style, so that there is this distortion out there in the American public of what's going on. And yeah. that's the key thing, because once there is a shutdown, once there is chaos, then there's going to be a messaging war, a war against the truth about how we got here. And we got here because Donald Trump ordered the MAGA Republicans to cause grievous harm to our economy. And we you know, Ben, but you brought something up which I think needs to be repeated, and that is Joe Biden himself stated that we are not yet there to spike the football. All right. Have we ever heard anything like that from Trump? No. According to Trump, under his administration, everything was great. He had everything going. The economy was rolling. There was no there was no influx of migrants coming through the southern border. Everything was perfect. You know, he had he had everything under control, health care, this, that, everything under Trump was beautiful. It was perfect. You couldn't do better. That's the difference between the two of them. All right. One guy, really, you can say whatever they want about Joe Biden. The guy, as you say, every single episode, Ben, he's empathetic. He cares about America. Donald cares about himself. 
One guy is feeding you the truth, Joe Biden, when he says, we are not ready to spike the football. There's a lot that needs to be done. Donald Trump, on day number one, he's going to fix everything. What did he say he's going to fix? He's going to stop the war between Russia and Ukraine. Day number one, he's going to fix the issue of immigration. Day number one, he has the plan. And when they asked him, what is that plan? What's that plan, Mr. Trump? Well, why would I tell you? Could you imagine this? Why would I tell you at this point as I'm running for the presidency? Why would I give away my strategy? And the answer is because there never is a strategy. It is always nothing more than bluster, bullshit bluster about what he can do day number one. Not day number two or day number three or after a year. Day number one, he's stopping He's stopping war. He's going to fix everything with China because Kim Jong-un is his friend. And so is, and so is um, uh, Xi Jinping, right? Uh, and he's going to fix North Korea. He's going to fix everything. Day number one. It's truly the most amazing thing. And the fact that Americans that are supporters of Trump don't turn around and say, okay, listen, all right, even God took seven days to create the earth. Well, six, and then one, obviously the day off. But even God took six days to create the earth. Donald Trump can fix it all in one day. It's truly an amazing thing that he believes that he has the capability to fix anything. And that's the part that baffles me why more and more people who are supporters of him, you want to support Trump? That's great. But support America first, which means you can't support Trump. It's just plain and simple. And again, it's not my words. It's not Ben's words, right? It is Donald's words basically being thrown back out to you, the brigade, so that you understand this is not our hyperbole. This is not us trying to make a point. We're using things that he's saying and explaining them in the context of what his real intentions are, something I know better than anyone. But I'll tell we you what's are... going to stop him, Ben. You know what's going to stop him? October, right? The October 2nd attorney general case, the March district attorney case, the October 23rd uh, Georgia case, you know, the uh, special counsel Jack Smith cases. That's what's going to stop him. You know, it's funny. I talk about on my podcast, the one that's dropping with Frank Fagluzzi tomorrow. Donald is right now being charged with 91 counts in four separate instances, four separate criminal matters. Do you know that if, in fact, he's charged with all 91, and I suspect that he will be, the total amount of time that Donald Trump can get exceeds 750 years. Could you imagine? So let's even turn around and say, come on, we all know that judges don't you know, go to the max. They're certainly not going to go to the minimum either. But even if they went to the absolute, absolute, absolute minimum, even if they only gave him 10% and let him off 90% or 5%, 5% is still three years, you know, it's 3.25 years right? 10%, seven and a half years. I mean, that's a lot for a guy Trump's age. And it's funny because people forget that Trump is only two and a half years younger than Joe Biden. It's wackadoodle. You know, I want to talk a little bit later in the show about updates in the New York Attorney General civil fraud valuation. But going back to the Iowa event, you need to have clear headlines. You need to call out what that is very carefully, very clearly. The threat that exists, the way you said it, Michael Cohen, is very important because when you gaslight people and you tell them that what you saw is somehow something different and you buy into, you know, what Donald Trump does when he does these events is he speaks in headlines, all lies. And it's easy for a lazy reporter just to pick it up. Donald Trump calls for whatever it is, and it reads like a movie headline. 
<laughs> it is Everything incredibly is a bumper sticker. Hey Ben, I apologize because I did make a I did make a mistake. I didn't mean to say ten percent or five percent. I meant to be even much more drastic than that. What I meant to say is one percent or a half of one percent of the total amount of time is still a life sentence for a guy of Donald Trump's age. So my apology. I didn't mean to say uh, you know ten percent or five percent. I meant one percent or a half of one percent. You know, and 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 to to that point, to the point though that, that I was saying as well is, I think what we have to recognize is that there is a lot of pain and suffering out there in the country, and there are a lot of complexities that are creating problems. And in addressing problems with the complexities and intellect they deserve to provide real solutions, that becomes complicated. I mean, when President Obama has, a, you know, the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare, and it's branded as this horrible thing, right, by MAGA Republicans, it's become one of the most important things, putting tens of millions of Americans on health care and getting people access to health care they, they, they so need. It's easy to diminish and disparage these things and to come up with labels and then to divide people and cause confusion in this. It's why, though, it's so important that there be a media that stands up and, and, and speaks the truth. And I was reminded of the importance of this when I was watching this Iowa event that Donald Trump gave. And I'll show you some clips from McCohen. I want to get your reaction to what Donald Trump said. But the part for me that I focused on a lot are the interviews before and after with these MAGA Republicans, the people who show up at these events. It is a ever-shrinking group of people, which the media doesn't want to report on that. It is ever-shrinking as more and more people are waking up. But nonetheless, it is still a group of people that represents 20, 30% of the Republican Party, which is, it's, it's a significant portion of the population, which is still horrifying. But here's what I want to show you. Here is somebody who's at the event and they're being asked a question about, well, why are you here? What are the issues? And I, I want to show you what went down here. Play this clip, Salty. I just had to purchase a new car because I a deer totaled my other one. And it just, everything, the cost of everything is way too high. And insurance, medical insurance as well. Well, fortunately, I'm on Medicare, so that helps out a lot right there. And I'm a veteran, so I've got, I've got my VA benefits. So, show you another clip in a moment as well. But you have Trump wants to destroy the VA. Republicans want to take away Medicare. And you think about the issues, though, and you can see why, though, again, someone who's going through difficulties where someone says, I'm going to fix your problems. I'm going to solve everything for you. That's the con job that Donald Trump has run his entire life. And I think we have to understand, though, that an individual like that, though, you know, don't get me wrong. There are some MAGA Republicans who are dressed up in the ridiculous outfits and they do the whole cosplay fascism. That's a different group. Like that individual that we saw there wants answers. You know, he's going through a tough time, obviously. You know, he served the country, all these things. And it's like, Donald Trump goes, to fix it. I'm going to make everything better for you. That's where there needs to be the messaging of actually he's try trying to destroy you. L let me show you one other example, Cohen, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I think it's so important watching these clips and understanding what's going on here. Here, play this other clip. Okay. But what is Trump under his policies? How did it benefit your life? Are you work? Are you retired? I mean, no, I'm disabled. I have a broken plate in my back. And uh, it really bummed me because during COVID, I was supposed to get my third surgery and have it fixed. And when the doctor, a very big specialist, went to fix it, he said, where's your Medicaid? I said, what do you mean, where's my Medicaid? Well, they took my Medicaid. So I'm coming up here hoping I can get my surgery done. Well, it's interesting, right? I want you to think about that, that she's coming there hoping that Donald Trump's going to deliver her Medicaid, something that Republicans in Iowa and throughout the country 
are causing her to be removed from. They're trying to eliminate the program. And she's showing up because she believes Donald Trump's going to help her get a surgery for her back. Yeah, I don't know where or what's wrong with either of these two individuals. Obviously, you know, first of all, for the veteran, I am always amazed when any veteran supports Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not for the VA. Donald Trump is not about veterans. Donald Trump has never done anything within which to benefit veterans. So I don't understand. He has attacked law enforcement. He has attacked our military. He has attacked the military generals. In fact, it wasn't again me who said it. Let me just tell you to you what Donald said. I know more about war. I know more about the military than our generals. No, he doesn't. The guy went for three years or so to NIMA, New York Military Academy. He was possibly the worst student in the class. All of a sudden, his elementary school or junior high school education at NIMA makes him into a, as my grandmother used to say, a Talmud Chacham, a genius amongst geniuses, right? When it comes to military strategy or anything, the guy is, the guy's Captain Bonespur. This is the guy who refused to go to Vietnam, right? Ended up getting a fake Bonespur letter from a a podiatrist in his dad's strip mall in Brooklyn, Queens, so that he didn't have to go. So these are the people that are supporting him. Again, you know, look, I could understand not wanting to go to war. I mean, it is terrifying. And so when people like this gentleman, right, they do go to war and they put their lives on the line for the country, all I can say to them is thank you. Thank you for your service, because your service is what created democracy. All right? It's what keeps democracy going. Yet, you're supporting a guy who wants to destroy democracy. So it's just, it's oxymoronic. It makes no sense at all. And then for this lady, I don't even know what she's talking about. First of all, nobody pulled her Medicare, or nobody pulled her Medicaid. I don't even know what she's talking about. Maybe she was going to a specialist that doesn't take Medicare or Medicaid. Maybe, I don't know. So I, I know what she's talking, I know what she's talking about. What, 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 she's, what she's talking about, Cohen, is, is that in a lot of these red states, they're not providing the services to help remind people who are getting removed from the roles of Medicaid how to stay on. In democratic blue states, they're helping people. These Medicaid partnerships result on state and federal cooperation. And so it's because of specific policies that are taking place in a state like Iowa and other red states. Um, and because of initiatives by Republicans to try to block long-term funding for these types of programs, there has to be kind of cut somewhere. So ultimately, she's a victim of, of long-term Republican policies that are taking place in, in red states. But 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 it is about offering services to her because she probably does qualify and red states are not providing those services. Sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Look, whatever her problem is, there's always a solution. She's not the first person then who's gone through a Medicare, Medicaid issue. Um, it needs to be resolved. So she'll have to go online or she'll have to, you know, ask somebody for help. Maybe she, maybe she can't figure it out. You know, that's a possibility. Um, I don't know her specific issue, but Medicare and Medicaid exists. Is the program great? No. Does it need to be updated? Does it need to be you know, retrofitted? Does it need to be made easier? Absolutely. Everything should be made easier. It's not in the hands of just the Democrats. It's in the hands of it's in the hands of, you know, all government. And so is it something that maybe Joe Biden should be working on? Sure. Sure. But that doesn't mean that Donald Trump is going to go there and he's going to fix her problem. You know, I can turn around if I was running and I could say, ma'am, absolutely. I'm going to take care of this. And day one, when I become president, I'm going to fix this Medicare, Medicaid, where I'm going to make it so easy. All you need to do is check one box. Okay. Oh, my God, Michael, you're the greatest. You're the greatest. I can't, I can't wait to vote for you. The next person says, we have now here in New York almost a half a million migrants 
that are scattered around the state that truthfully um washington government has not assisted mayor adams and i blame jerry nadler for that that's actually his job as our congressman or one of the members of congress especially in the district 12 here well you know um no problem on day number one if i'm elected president i'm going to fix the whole migrant issue too okay what next oh everybody wants ice cream no problem on day number one i'm going to pass a bill that everyone's entitled to ice cream and whatever it is that you ask for on day number one i'm going to fix that issue all right is it possible that i'm going to fix any issue on day number one no right you're still worrying about the color of the curtains in the oval office it's so stupid and the fact that people buy into it it's almost like i tell you what everybody send me a dollar and i'm going to put all the money that i get onto powerball and of course i'm going to win right and so you know you're all going to be able to retire tomorrow that's how ridiculous trump making the statements that you know on day number one he's going to fix everything well if that's the if that's the case what does he need to stick around day number two he's already fixed everything on day number one go play golf relax go off to russia go off to china go off to north korea go hang out with your buddies right and leave us all the fuck alone get out of here go you fix the whole country we're great now the economy's riding high there's no more union issues because he's fixing that on day number one too he didn't have union do you ever hear him turn and say we didn't have union issues when i was there yes there was yes there was i mean it's amazing these folks don't want to listen to the facts they only want to regurgitate the stupidity that's coming out of these MAGA republicans and last thing ben that i can't put my finger on the maga republicans that are true trump cult dumpster followers they only amount to about 30 32 percent of the republican party which only amounts to about 35 percent of the united states voting public so you're not talking about an enormous, enormous amount of people. It's approximately 28 to 30 million people, give or take. Now, that's a lot of people, but it's not enough in order to win an election. And so why are we all freaking out and why are we all allowing Donald Trump to dictate how things progress, whether it's going to be a trial, whether it's going to be, you know, um, a hearing. Why are we allowing him to impose his position when the number of people who are his true loyal supporters that will never leave him no matter what, why are we allowing them to dictate what we all know to be right to be just to be fair to be equitable to be american and we should not and we should not give him that power a few quick things and and i i think the way you said that was so well stated on the issue of immigration reform right now we have a congress being led by the most spineless leader in, in Kevin McCarthy, MAGA Republican Speaker of the House, who can't even secure a vote right. to adjourn. And to be very clear, when President Biden implements policies regarding immigration, the MAGA Republicans run to their preferred federal judge in the Northern District of Texas to get injunctions to stop President Biden from engaging in policy. So it is important to understand what's actually taking place. And I, I've seen Mayor Adams vent about, I need Washington to do something, but we also have to understand how government works here. President Biden can only do a limited amount based on executive order. I know people would love it to be more than that being the case, 
But when he does things on executive order, they then challenge it to courts. The courts block it. Democrats want to put forward a comprehensive immigration reform bill to holistically deal with this in a common sense way that combines technology at the borders with empathy for human dignity. And MAGA Republicans want to put alligators in the water to kill migrants who are coming over. That's the issue when it comes to immigration, that you can't have serious conversations with people who are not serious. And that's the systemic problem that exists. And the media needs to talk about it the way I just did. And finally, referring to these individuals, though, and I'm not talking about the ultra MAGA Republican kind of cultists who wear the the the, the gear and, and and dress up like shaman. I'm not talking about them. That that's a lost cause. Right. But there are people who are very scared right now, who are sick right now, who are going through very difficult times right now, and they are very traumatized based on their own life and their own experiences, and they are going through things. It is that lends itself to predators who look at people who are going through that and look at that vulnerability and say, I can use that weakness and vulnerability to get my power. Republicans were doing that before Donald Trump. Let's be very clear. But Donald Trump is the ultimate snake oil salesman. So you combine the kind of what was going on behind the scenes in the Republican Party and somewhat percolating above the scenes. But then you take Donald Trump and Trump is their snake oil salesman to prey on a group of people who need help. And it is important to recognize that we can still message, I believe, to those people, hey, in a common sense way, here are the issues, here's what they're saying to you and why that's not the case. And here's what we can do to act serious about these issues. And I believe the Midas Touch Networks can do that. I want to talk and get your take on that and much more. Um, and I also want to thank people for joining the Patreon chat. I want to mention that now. Yeah, I um, hope that time with it. At patreon.com slash political beatdown, Cohen and I answered every question and went about 90 minutes long and, and, and everybody who had a question got a question answered. Everyone got to meet me and Michael Cohen. Also, after this show of political beatdown, we do the after show. And so the after show has really kind of exclusive insights into Michael Cohen's background. The last one we did is Michael Cohen shared his experience writing his book from jail and how do you write a New York Times bestseller from while you're incarcerated. So check that out. We're going to do a new after show after this. We still have a lot of show. Let's take a quick break. That's patreon.com slash political beatdown. Take a quick break. Support for Midas is brought to you by Manscaped, who has the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. That's right. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BEAT at manscaped.com. Look, everyone knows that you have to be careful when dealing with the family jewels. You definitely don't want to use an old crusty electric trimmer. Yikes! That's why I'm so excited to partner with Manscaped. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and oh man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Reserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0, this trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest below the waist trimmer ever? Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has 4,000K LED spotlights you'll need for a more precise shave. And because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Reserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code BEAT. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEAT. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Welcome back to Political Beatdown. Cohen, I want to show you some of the Donald Trump speech from uh, Iowa. You know, we saw the people before. There are some clips here as well. Um, and it's basically Donald Trump bragging about being indicted. Donald Trump whining. He has these really weird things he does where he talks about President Biden at the beach and he thinks that uh, President Biden doesn't look good at the beach. That it's ultimate, you know, Donald Trump telling you how he feels about himself. Let me just show you this one where Donald Trump says it's a great badge of honor to be indicted. Play this clip. Every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists, communists, fascists, Every time they indict me, I consider it a great badge of honor. There must be something a little strange up here because most people crawl into a corner and they die. I'm being indicted for you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I am. I'm being indicted for you, actually. I'm being indicted for you, actually. I'm being indicted for you. It's really pathetic that people actually fall for that line of shit. We've heard him say it over and over again. The fact of the matter is he is indicted for his own actions, and he's not indicted for you. He's running for the presidency, not in order to do anything positive for America, but to protect himself from incarceration to protect himself from the litigation that is currently pending against him. That's plain and simple. And the fact that there are people who refuse to acknowledge it, it's scary. It's scary that these red state, you know, folks with four teeth and three brain cells don't see through the line of horseshit, right, that he's using it as a get-out-of-jail-free card. Now, I want to share something with the brigade. Something I haven't really talked about, but I think it's kind of important. There's only one way within which to hold Donald Trump accountable, and that is through the court system. We've now seen, I held him accountable. It took me four years in order to bring his ass to the courthouse for the sole purpose of getting him to pay legal bills that I incurred on his behalf that I was responsible for. We also see, as an example, the $500 million lawsuit that Trump filed against me in the Southern District of Miami. And to those of you who continue to, to donate and who have shared with friends the GoFundMe um, button and, and so on, I, I can't thank you enough because as a result of it, I have the best two attorneys and their team that you can imagine. We are holding him to accountability. He is now on October 3rd. He is going to have to sit, not whether he wants to or not. He must appear at the designated location that we are choosing. He refused and his lawyers refused to even meet and confer. So the court gave us the ability within which to decide. Wow. Now, I'm not going to disclose it for safety and precautionary reasons. I don't want to see, you know, any of that stuff go on. But what I will say is that he has to appear at the at the location and at the time that we designate and we have him for a minimum of nine hours for a maximum of nine hours. I don't know how he intends to sit. Forget about nine hours. The guy has the attention span of a peanut. There's no way in the world that the guy can answer the questions that we're already working on simply because, and I'm going to use his words again, he needs to bring in another lawyer as he did because some of the questions concern him that by answering them, could implicate him in another case that he's currently involved in and therefore needs counsel to direct him to take the fifth. So again, I want to sort of talk about for a split second the unusual nature of this type of a scenario. Have you ever really heard of somebody taking the fifth in a civil case that they are the plaintiff on? And the answer is no. The answer is no. I don't even know how one could think of another scenario outside of this where something like this would even happen. The point I'm trying to make here 
is the only way to hold Donald Trump accountable. It's not just doing what Ben and I are doing, not just what other uh, podcasters on the mayor, um, you know, on the Midas Touch Network are doing. It's not just, you know, the folks that I have on Maya Culpa podcast doing. It is what all of us are doing. We are spreading the word again, 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 and then again in order to ensure that these people who are supporters of him start to understand that they cannot just continue to regurgitate the lies that are coming out of the MAGA right wing of the party. All right. It just can't happen. And as a direct result of brave people like Tish James, like Alvin Bragg, like Jack Smith, right? Like Fonnie Willis. All right. And just as an example, in the attorney general's case here in New York that starts on October 2nd, there is an exhibit out there. 57 witnesses are being subpoenaed by the attorney general to testify in this baseline of $250 million case that I expect to see coming closer to the six $700 million range. That's how you hold Donald Trump accountable. You don't only put his ass on the stand and ensure that he is held accountable for his dirty deeds, but you make him financially pay for it, whether it's going to be monetarily or with his freedom. It's exactly what E. Jean Carroll is doing through her competent counsel, Robbie Kaplan. All right. These are all the ways that are needed in order to hold this guy accountable. And the hope is that by finally putting an end to Trump's continuous reign of terror, that it will destroy MAGA, that together we, this brigade, will change the outcome of the 2024 election, have the blue tsunami that we all need, and ensure that this MAGA ideology is stuffed back into the box where it belongs buried deep into fucking concrete and never to be able to be opened ever again. Because that's the America that our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren and generations to come absolutely deserve. That's big breaking news, though, Michael Cohen, that the federal judge in this $500 million frivolous lawsuit, but nonetheless a huge dollar amount Donald Trump is suing you for, has ordered Donald Trump to now show up for a nine-hour deposition. Let me say that again, nine-hour deposition. And because Donald Trump and his lawyer refuse to get back to your legal team on a date and time, the federal judge said, you know what? Now Michael Cohen and his lawyers get to decide the place and time, and they will get nine hours with you on October 3rd. That is a big order. When was that order handed down, Michael Cohen? That came down, uh, that decision came down yesterday. That is big, and I haven't seen that reported anywhere else. And also, do you still have a motion pending on the document production where Trump only turned over about 100 documents in this whole $500 million case? Trump saying there's only two witnesses, him and you, and then he turned over 100 documents, and you know because you have well, he turned over documents 200, he didn't turn over. Yeah, he turned over 200, but 100 Unique. of them were duplicative, correct. Yeah. Uh, so what's the status of the motion to compel on the documents? So there were four motions that were before the judge. Uh, two of them were decided, one of which I just expressed. Uh, the two additional are uh, still pending and we're waiting for uh, decisions. But I expect that we will get decisions on all four by no later than tomorrow. Nine so I will be reporting now. them. I will be reporting them first uh, here to the brigade on Tuesday when we see each other again. And this all means a lot. I mean, this means a lot. And again, hey. what means a lot is also all of the support and the love that I am receiving from, you know, not just brigaders, but people who follow me on Twitter, uh, X or threads or TikTok or Instagram that have, you know, um, helped in or with the GoFundMe. I can't tell you how thankful I am and, the whole purpose 
of that GoFundMe, which was really started by Adam Parkmenko, and I thank him, you know, profusely every day for it. It's to hold Trump accountable. If we, the people who are being affected in ways other than the way Trump is affecting the entire country, all right, if we're able to hold him accountable, again, that's the, you know, the E. Jean Carroll, she could have easily just ignored it, um, waited to see what's happening with her $5 million case uh, that he has on appeal that he's going to lose. But no, 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 she's holding him accountable because in less than 24 hours, this orange-crusted Mandarin Mussolini bloviated ignoramus went ahead and started spewing the same, the same horse shit and I think he did on that CNN with Caitlin Collins, right? There he's willing to go and to spew this nonsense. And she turned around, probably contacted her attorney, said, the idiot's at it again. And Roberta Kaplan, Robbie Kaplan, turned around and said, good. But now we're going to take him for some more money. Hit him where it hurts, right into his pocket. All right. And that's exactly what they're yeah. doing. So good for E. Jean. All right. And good for, you know, good for everybody that stands up to this kind of a bully. Because that's what he is. He's a bully. And the only way to stop a bully is to punch him in the face. And that's what we're doing. Each and every one of them. That's that's what we are hitting them with a left. We're hitting them with a right. The political beatdown, the beatdown brigade is just attacking that body. One shot, one blow, one shot to the jaw, one shot to the left side of the head, to the gut uppercut you know it makes no difference we are hitting him each and every day to ensure that we put him on his back because that's where he belongs we are figuratively through the judicial process and our legal system fighting back against these right-wing extremist tactics speaking of which e Jean carroll did a brilliant thing i'll just give you the the legal move she didn't file a third lawsuit remember she had e Jean carroll yep. one e Jean carroll two the first trial where she got the five million dollar verdict is e Jean carroll two e Jean carroll one was tied up in appeals because the department of justice tried to substitute in in place of donald trump so what she did with e Jean carroll one which was kind of pending behind e Jean carroll two she just asked the judge to surgically add for purposes of punitive damages the new statements that were made by donald trump to show that Donald Trump is continuing to engage and ratify his prior uh, defamatory conduct. So she did it only for enhancing punitive damages because one of the things for punitive damages is you need to punish someone from stop engaging in the conduct. She still has preserved her rights by doing that and did not delay that first E. Jean Carroll case from going to trial in January. Mm -hmm. She still preserved her rights, and I think she will bring a third defamation lawsuit within the statute of limitations period. So keep an eye out from when that CNN piece aired. I think it was late May or so of 2023. And I think a year, May of 2024, you'll see another E. Jean Carroll defamation case after she gets another verdict in the E. Jean Carroll one case, which is proceeding right now. I just want to show you this other clip from Iowa because I, I think it's important to just show you the pathology of Donald Trump, right? Well, President Joe Biden and Democrats are talking about jobs and health care and social security and protecting seniors and veterans and students. And again, we may not agree with everything that President Biden does. You're not supposed to, but nonetheless, President Biden's acting like an adult. Democrats are acting like an adult as MAGA Republicans in the House are not able to even pass a resolution to adjourn, yet alone to fund the government. And then you have Donald Trump spending the time on speeches at rallies, at events, whining about how Megyn Kelly's a nasty woman. That's what he's talking about. Here, play this clip. I sat down for an hour and then I did a Megyn Kelly one and she had, you know, just Boy, she became nastier all of a sudden. She was pretty nasty, didn't you think? Anybody that watched it. Why do those people there care about Megyn Kelly? You know, and, and we've talked about Megyn Kelly before. I want to show you this, though, too. But I just wanted to show you. This is the clown, fascist clown show that is MAGA Republicans. Then they held this hearing in the Judiciary Committee where they had Merrick Garland in there. And all the MAGA Republicans wanted to talk about. By the way, if you have Merrick Garland there as a witness, 
I don't think that Congress and its oversight functions should just be like, Merrick, you're so great. No, you could ask probing and tough questions. Like, I don't think the FBI is a perfect entity by any means. There's appropriate criticisms where law enforcement is not doing its job. But MAGA Republicans have intentionally lost the plot and they are upset at the FBI for doing its actual function of investigating terrorists. That's the part that the FBI is, among other things, is absolutely getting right. So just watch, for example, MAGA Republican Congresswoman Spars. And here she's basically saying, but on January 6th, there was just mothers and babies in their strollers. And this was like a great, a great event. Here, play this clip. Are you aware that a lot of Americans are now... Uh, afraid of being prosecuted by your department. Are you aware about that? Are you aware of that? I'm just saying, are you aware or not? Uh, I think that uh, constant attacks on the department and saying no, it's that- It's not attacks. Well, let me, let me give you an example. I don't know we talk what... about January 6th. People. I'm sorry? Here, there, there are some people came on January 6th. There are probably were some people that came on January 6th here you know, that had bad intent. But a lot of good Americans from my district came here because they are sick and tired of this government not serving them. They came with strollers and the kids, and there was chaotic situation because the proper security wasn't provided. That's a question that was answered really why. Why we debated for 45 minutes on the floor and didn't stop the debate after the people broke in into the Capitol. But these people came, they were throwing the smoke bombs into the crowd with strollers with kids. People were showed up, you know, FBI agent to people's houses. You had in my district, in my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call, call that. People are truly afraid. I just want to make sure if you're not aware that you are. The way they're not even asking him any questions. Look, can I show you one more, Cohen, that I want to get you? Sure, I want to show you. We go, before we go to that one, because Victoria Spars, Republican from Indiana, is exactly who I was going to give the two fingers salute to today. I am so infuriated. When I watched her, I immediately after I went on to my TikTok and I did one of my impressions, she went on a five minute rant, didn't ask a single question. And again, I know what these Republicans can do because I was the subject of it for seven different congressional hearings where they didn't ask me questions about Donald or anything. What they did is they attacked me, which is what she's doing. And she's attacking Merrick Garland. And look, I am extremely critical of Merrick Garland. I think Merrick Garland all right, is not the right attorney general for right now. He would have been a great Supreme Court judge. But I sat there on my TikTok. I found everybody to understand that. You know, there were babies and people and strollers and that, 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 that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, look, I'm not making fun of her Ukrainian accent. My wife is Ukrainian. It sounds like every Ukrainian I know, including my mother-in-law. So I'm not making fun of her. But when she started to compare the United States government, the FBI to the KGB for that, Victoria, fuck you. All right. I have met some incredible agents, FBI agents, including I have Frank Figluzzi on, uh, you know, dropping tonight on the on um, Maya Culpa, who was, a, you know, the head, one of the heads of the, um, the FBI, the counterintelligence. I have met some great, great FBI agents, including ones that are walking on the streets that I see every single day here in New York because of UNGA. These are dedicated Americans that are keeping us safe. And the fact that she could talk about that, they're putting up these numbers and over there, and everybody's running scared, and I get all of these. And she's doing what Trump is doing. She's gaslighting and making a statement which is not accurate, that everybody in her community is fearful of the FBI because they hung up signs with their numbers that said, if you know people who were there on January 6th, we'd like to know who they are. That's the fear that she has. So look, Victoria, fuck you, all right? The FBI is not KGB, all right? And if you don't like what you see going on here in America, there's I will be more than happy 
to put you on a first-class fucking plane ticket right back to Ukraine where they didn't want you in the first place, the same way they, they threw my wife and, you know, and her family out of the Ukraine in the 70s, all right? You can leave and you can go anywhere else that you want, but you do not ever have the right to compare our FBI to KGB. There is no similarity. And the fact that she is a member of Congress and had the platform that she did while standing in front of the attorney general and to make that comparison, she is a pathetic piece of shit. And it's why voting blue in 2024 is the single most important thing that any one of us can do. And look, I did a hot take earlier in the day. Everybody go check out the earlier videos we did here on the Midas Touch Network where I showed all of the MAGA Republicans. They're all like that. They're all like every single one. They don't even let Merrick Garland respond to the question. And they all stand up for the January 6th insurrectionists. They all stand up for the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. And they all attack the FBI and Department of Justice for prosecuting the terrorists from January 6th. And that is deeply disturbing. And you should all watch, because I go through, here's what the Republicans are saying, here's what the Democrats are saying. And I just play the clips, because I think the clips speak for themselves. All right, Cohen, we've got an after show. Can we see the last one? I want to see the other clip that you were going to show. All right, I'll show you Tom McClintock right now. Play this clip. Uh, Mr. McClintock from California is recognized. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, looking again at the appointment of, of Jack Smith and, and David Weiss, th this double standard of, of justice couldn't be more glaring. Uh, Jack Smith was deeply involved in the IRS scandal that targeted conservative uh, political groups to harass. Uh, his malicious prosecution of former Governor uh, uh, McDonnell was unanimously overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. Chief Justice uh, Roberts rebuked Smith directly for attempting to, to criminalize political activity. You appointed him to prosecute Joe Biden's chief rival for the presidency. And then we have the appointment of David Weiss. Weiss deliberately allowed the statute of limitations to run out on any charges that could have implicated Joe Biden in influence peddling. Uh, he originally offered Hunter Biden a sweetheart deal that was ultimately upended by the court. And he's the one you appointed to pursue the charges that could implicate Joe Biden. That leads me to only two explanations, either corruption or incompetence. So which is it? Those are the kind of questions that judges would rule out of order. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you would. <laughs> Which is Look, it? Look, I, I said uh, before, and I will say again, Mr. Weiss was the Republican-appointed United States attorney, appointed by well, but, President but this, Trump. This, do, you at least, do you at least see the obvious uh, double standard uh, applied in these two appointments? Mr. Weiss was a Republican appointee. Mr. W Mr. Um, Smith is uh, not um, registered to either party. His entire career was as a career prosecutor. Are. I'm not well, asking what their party registrations like are. I'm asking about their records. I don't think he knows what a double standard is. This prosecutor, David Weiss, was Trump's appointee. You all in Congress wanted David Weiss to become the special counsel. He became the special counsel, and then you all whined about it. I, I got to show you one more, Cohen. I'm sorry. Before we do patreon.com slash political beatdown and do the after show, let, let me show you one more. This right here is Troy Nels, another MAGA Republican, just basically yelling at Merrick Garland. Play this one. Not fired. You're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> you got fired. And they put in place someone who there was you go. solid. Mr. Attorney General, what you just saw, there was Joe Biden in his arrogance and role as the vice president in this country saying if you don't fire Shokin, the United States isn't given the $1 billion loan. Why would Joe Biden say that as the vice president? Why would he say such a thing? Was it policy? Was it our policy at the time? Yes or no? It wasn't. I have documents here. Interagency policy committee dated a Point of information, 15, is the gentleman ever going to let the I'm on my time, pipe down saying Shulkin had made significant reforms. He's made significant reforms. I mean, it's truly amazing. Look, again, I've been in that situation when the Republicans go nuts. I have documentation. And so it reminds me of the Michael Corleone thing. You know, you know, 
I have a sworn affidavit here. I have a sworn affidavit that, you know, you're part of the Corleone crime, blah, blah, blah. That's what they have nothing. That's the whole thing. They have absolutely nothing other than yelling. They don't give, they don't give the individual, Merrick Garland in this case, an opportunity to speak. It's five minutes of bashing the individual's credibility, trying to disgrace them because they got in advance from the Trump camp. These are the things that we want you to stay. This is the messaging that we want you to continue with. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's why each and every one of them was saying the exact same thing, basically using the exact same language and lingo because they are all playing to this party of one. And again, it's a despicable, despicable act. But you know, look, Ben, this is the problem with the Republican Party right now. And again, the way that we will ultimately destroy the MAGA movement, we will destroy Trumpism, is to vote all of these assholes right out of office. All right? We will continue to grow as a brigade. We will use our voices. We will ensure that enough people go to the to the ballot box in 2024 Get rid of them. And when they finally understand that backing Trump and Trumpism and this MAGA mania is not good for their careers, because that's all they care about, then Trumpism will die. There you have it, folks. Go to patreon.com slash political beatdown. We don't have outside investors here on Political Beatdown or the Midas Touch Network. So one of the ways we grow this platform is through our Patreon. And I think we have some great exclusive content, including the after show. We will be doing an after show right now. The library of after shows there, I think, is incredible. That's Patreon. You spell it P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. Also, for those on the Midas Touch YouTube channel right now. A new video just dropped about New York Attorney General Letitia James' recent motion. After you watch this, hit play on that video. Thank you so much for watching Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.